everyone, and we are live. We are live. This morning, we're going to invite your attention, and we're going to start in the book of Daniel. We're going to start in the book of Daniel. ask that you stay close with me, because in the midst of it, there's a word of prophecy. It's been been dropped for about three weeks now. I've been waiting for the opportunity and the right timing for the Lord to bring forth what is coming forth that the people of God needs to know. It's just amazing how God let us know about things even before they happen. And because he loves us so much, he informs us of things that uh, will be happening. Now, there is, of course, the normal way we see this particular scripture in the book of Daniel. But then there's also also something that's a lot deeper here that we don't see. But today, God will reveal it to us. Daniel, the third chapter. The book of Daniel, chapter number three. For those that are so familiar with it that they want to look at Meshach, Abednego, and all that, that's not it today. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, no. It's not about the fiery furnace, no. You know, it's not, not so I'm clear your mind up right now. And so you won't be going there thinking it needs to be there. Because God is going to give us a, a revelation uh, to what is, what is saying here. And then we will go all into what God has shown us about what's upcoming. He's already shared some things with us prior, but now he's going to take us to a place where there are some other things that will be happening. And so we need to uh, prepare ourselves and we need to meditate. Amen. Daniel chapter number three, and we're going to begin with verse number one. Heavenly Father, we thank you now. We pray, Heavenly Father, that you will bring forth your word with clarity and understanding. We pray that every ear be open. We command every ear to be open. We command any door, any ears that are shut to the, to the spirit of the Holy Spirit, to the words of the Holy Spirit. We command it to be reopened right now in the powerful name of Jesus. God, use your servant. Help us to declare your word in Jesus' name. Amen and amen and amen. We're gonna, our title, if you need a title t- today, is it is the raft of God. The raft of God. In uh, Daniel chapter number three, and we're going to read one verse here from the book of Daniel. This verse number one. It says, Nebuchadnezzar, the king, made an image of gold whose height was three score cubits and the breast thereof six cubits. He set it up in the plain of Dua, in the province of Babylon. Now, we're going to unpack uh, verse number one. Now, Nebuchadnezzar means tears and groans of judgment. How many of us know that the judgment of God is upon this world? The judgment of God. Uh, and not only upon the world as we know it, but also coming forth because God says judgment begins at the house of God. So it's going to begin with us first. Then it's going to go outward. But then it goes on and it talks about how he had made an image 
of gold. He made an image. He made an image of gold. Nebuchadnezzar is also that ruling power, that ruling power. And when it talks about the image, uh, an image is a reflection of something. An image is an illusion. An image is an idol. If you take note what the image is reflecting or what it is an illusion of, it says he made an image of gold, an illusion. Now, common sense will let us know that he did not build a idol of solid, pure gold. Because that would have been all the money all around in Babylon and everywhere else. So it lets us know it's not about a solid gold statue. It's not that. Now, what the Lord is saying here is that that idol He talks about that he made that image of of gold. Now, when you look up the word gold, it means to shimmer. It means to to glisten. It also, if we can say like, you know how we buy these rings and it says uh, um, it's not real gold. (laughs) Uh, It's it's covered with gold a little bit, but uh, beneath that is something else, okay? So it wasn't real, real solid gold, but... It is symbolic of something. And what it is symbolic of is the monetary system. Stay with me or you're going to miss it. That image of gold is symbolic of the monetary image, the money, the system. Come do it, money. Remember now, it's an idol, okay? And we're going to deal with, with those idols. It talks about uh, it was placed in a uh, in a plain of Dua, and that means that which is difficult to understand. Now, a lot of times we are not sure about our monetary system because we think it's our source, and we've got it mixed up. <laughs> uh, money is not the source. God, He is the source. Amen. So that's why we find that people have four and five jobs and all this stuff because they think money is their source. Money has its place. But our source is God because the Scripture says God gives us the power to get wealth. God gives us the power to get wealth. Now, when you think about this, this, this plane of, of a doer, which means it's difficult to understand. He also talks about it was in the province of Babylon, and Babylon is confusion. The world right now is in a state of confusion because they've got the wrong God sitting on the throne of their heart. They're looking to the wrong God. They're looking to idols, thinking that's their source. Okay? Now, let us... And let me, let me say this. Right at this place, and I called my son-in-law, and I said, help me with this. <laughs> when he began to reveal to me that image of gold was a reflection of our monetary system, I heard the Holy Spirit when he dropped it. He talked about there will be, and this is prophecy. He said, there will, be, there will be and there is coming the devaluing of the dollar. 
Well, somebody said, well, my dollar is already devalued. Well, after a while, we're going to be in a cashless society. The value of the dollar, or it is going to be devalued. It will not have a significance, okay? There's going to be a devaluing of the dollar. Now, what does that mean? What does it mean, the devaluing of the dollar? It's the currency depreciation, the decline in value. It's going to decline in the value in the dollar. The dollar will decline in its value in comparison with other countries. The other countries that we know of, their currency is going to be more valuable than the value of the United States. Okay? I said, okay, Lord. When I began to to look and and meditate and ponder on that, I said, God, there's got to be a way that they're going to do away with the dollar. They're going to do away with the dollar. They're going to do away with it. You're going to do away with it. Stay with me because we're going to continue to reveal what God is saying to us about how we need to make sure we've got things in place and in order, okay? Now, why is it it's, it's about our monetary system? I asked God, I said, why are we talking about money? I said, there are many idols out here that we have. We, have, we idolize our families, our jobs, uh, 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 different things we idolize, our, our homes, our, you know, our vehicles. We idolize all of that stuff. But here God is saying it's about the money. It's about the money, I'm sure you. It's an idol. Now, I'll show you where God put it. Now, let's look at St. Matthew chapter number 6. St. Matthew chapter number 6. Can we teach this morning? St. Matthew chapter number 6. Looking at verse number 24. St. Matthew's chapter 6, verse number 24. See, when we put a, something in place of God or something that will distract us away from God and we put more value on it, then it becomes our idol and God is no longer our God. We've got something in the place of God. So God has to deal with it. This is why this, the, the text, the message uh, is the wrath of God. Because God is a jealous God. He's a jealous God. Now, St. Matthew chapter 6, looking at verse number 24. Are we there? It says, no man can serve two masters. If we serve in money, money is your master. But the Bible says no man can serve two masters. You cannot have two masters simultaneously at one time. So you can't serve two masters. It says for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to one and despise the other. He says ye cannot serve who? God. And mammon. You cannot serve God and mammon. You, you, see, money is a false object of worship. And sometimes we give devotion or we devote ourselves to money or we worship money. See, money has become our idol. 
when God, in the scripture, Christ here, he puts it, that money there on the same level as of himself because he's saying you can't have two masters. So you can, we cannot have God and we cannot serve God and we cannot serve money also at the same time. Somebody is going to have full control. It will either be your money because what happens when it's, when your money becomes your God, you, that means we put God on the back burner. That's when we find less time with God and more time we spend trying to get the dollar. Can I get amen? We all been there, so we might as well get real. Amen. We have chased the dollar. But the value, the dollar is going to be devalued because we are going to enter into a cashless society. Okay? Now, anything that distracts us or divert us from the attention and our attention away from God, it is an idol. So what have we put in the place of God that we give it more time than we do God? It has become our idol. That's what it is. Because it has taken us away from the true and the living God. Now let's go to now Ecclesiastes chapter number 10. We won't be before you long. Ecclesiastes chapter number 10. And we're going to look at verse number 19. Now, that's where some people get this verse mixed up because we think Solomon, you know, uh, knows everything, you know. But, you know, sometimes Solomon was in a state of foolship. Sometimes Solomon was speaking as a fool. He tried everything. He tried literally everything. Ecclesiastes chapter number 10, verse number 19. Are we there? It says, a feast is made for laughter. And wine maketh merry. But watch what it says. But what? Money. Y'all see this? It says, but money answereth all things. This is where we get confused. We're saying, but money answereth all things. Money, riches, will get you in trouble. Because we will begin worshiping the dollar that God is saying man is going to devalue in order to control, get inflation back in its place, okay, then we think, oh, money answers all my problems. No, I don't care how much money you make. It seems like it go down the tube. The Bible says a, a, a fool and his money will soon depart. Now, that, that's the book. That's what Jesus said. He said a fool and his money will soon depart. See, when, we, when we're so caught up in making the money, God said you, you, you have just replace me with that okay he said you just replace me with that now let's go now to genesis chapter number 47 we've been here before genesis chapter number 27 47 genesis chapter 47 genesis chapter number 47 genesis 47 this is what's We've already gone over this once, but God said revisit this again. Because the, the, the moment that we went over it before, God revealed to us then about the digital currency, the, the, the digital dollar. A while back, God told us, he dropped it in the spirit realm, and he told us that the digital dollar is coming. See, right now, with this cashless, when we... When we, while we're having cash, before it becomes a cashless society, what's happening is they can't track your money. 
But they want to track your money in order to track your money so they can control you. And yes, I know that this message is going around the world. But we've got to stand on truth. Amen. You see, with that digital dollar, they can control every cent you have. And they also can shut you down so you will have nothing. Let me, I don't want to go too quick, quick there. All right. Now, we have to understand that there has been a bill, and I'm jumping ahead. There has been a, a bill passed, signed into law, bill number, I think it's 14067. It deals with the digital dollar. For some of y'all, y'all can't get this. But when they devalue your money, your, your cash, <laughs> then you're going to understand and then you're going to accept it, okay? That digital dollar, how you think they're going to get to the digital dollar? Because that will be the way we're able to buy and sell. It will be through the digital dollar. Even right now, some of you probably don't know, you send your loved ones money through cash out. Do you not know they're tracking it? The government is tracking what you send to somebody else to, through cash out. And that is considered income to that person that you're sending it to. Excuse me, did y'all think they wasn't tracking y'all? Surely we are not that naive. Surely we are not that naive. That's why they got to get rid of the money. They can't track the money that you got. So you know, old people, what they used to do, they get that money. They'll bury that money up on their mattresses. To put, I had a brother that was putting it in a, tray, in a, in a brown paper sack and left it in the trunk, leaving it in the trunk of his car. See, they can't track the cash that you have. But if they go to that digital dollar and you go home and you read that bill, I'm, I'm ahead of my scripture, you go home and you check out that bill because they are already got a plan going on how they're going to get rid of your cash, devalue it. That's the word of prophecy. Watch it. The same way God told us everything else, this is going to happen too. The dollar will be devalued in order to usher in that digital currency. Well, we said, well, you know, um, we already got that going on. Yeah, they got it going on, and they've got a way to, to make sure the government don't look at it. But if they replace the currency that we have with the digital dollar, then what's going to happen? They're going to be able to track everything that you have. <clears throat> okay, Genesis, Genesis 47. Help me, Holy Spirit. Help me, Holy Spirit. I had that dream. Now, that, that, whew, are we headed that way beyond the digital dollar and relinquishing the value of the devaluing of the cash? Yes. It is called the centralized bank digital currency. That's what we're having. The CBDC is what you're going to come up with. That will be the new system that they have in place. Now, as we've already forestated, in order for that to happen, the bring, usher in that digital dollar, the actual paper dollar that we use, currency that we use, 
it has to collapse. It has to collapse. Hmm. And yes, that bill is one four zero. Amen. Some of y'all saying amen. Some of you not saying amen. But after a while, you're going to see. That's when you're going to believe. You see, you got to see this thing through faith. Only way you can, you can do what you have to do, you got to do it by faith. If you don't believe God now, you're going to believe him later. Amen. You're going to believe him later because that dollar is going to be no good to you anymore. It's going, it's going to collapse. Now, let's read verse number. Uh, we're going to start with verse number 13. Verse 13 in Genesis 47. Mm-hmm. Because that digital dollar is about tracking and control. Tracking and control. Now, verse number 13 in Genesis chapter number 47. It says, And there was no bread in all the land, for the famine was very sore. So that the land of Egypt and all the land of Canaan, they fainted by reason of the famine. There's a famine globally, not just here in the United States, but globally, okay? Because it talked about the land of Egypt, the world, and it talked about Canaan. Now, verse number 14 in Genesis chapter 47 says, and Joseph, we've got to watch these verses here. It says, and Joseph gathered up all the what? He, what? What did the government do? They gathered up all the what? They gathered up all the money that was found in the land of Egypt and in the land of Canaan. It says, for the corn which they bought. And Joseph brought the money into whose house? Pharaoh represented the government. They gathered up all the money. That's what's going to happen when they start devaluing it. It's going to be no good. They gathered up all the money and they brought it (laughs) to the government. Boy, oh boy. Now you become a slave to the government. Because what you're going to need, you're going to have to go to the government to get it. And see, we have to be careful when, thank you, Holy Spirit. While we are preparing as a body of Christ, those that hear, while we are preparing, don't tell nobody where you keep your goods. Because there are going to be some people that don't believe what God is saying, but they will come and knock on your door and want what you got gathered up. And so you got to be careful about that. You got to be, you got to be careful. Now, 
Verse number um, 14, did we read 14? Verse 14 says, And Joseph gathered up all the money that was found, yeah, we did, in the land of Egypt and in the land of Canaan for the corn. Then he brought it to the, to the house of the government. Now, verse 15, verse 15 says this, And when money, what did money do? Money failed. Money failed. And when, it didn't say if, it didn't say if, it said when. That means it's going to happen. It happened then, it's going to happen now. Down the road, watch and see. I might be dead and gone, but you're going to remember. You're going to remember. I remember that old crazy woman said that. I didn't believe nothing she said. But at that time, when your money is failing, you're going to believe. It's, God will bring it back to your remembrance. He says, and when money failed in the land of Egypt and in the land of Canaan, all the Egyptians came to Joseph and said, give us bread, for why should we die in thy presence? For the money do what? Failed. That means they couldn't do nothing with the money that they had. It said money failed. They wanted, they wanted bread. They, they, they wanted food. They wanted something, but the money was no good. There's going to come a time, I'm telling you now, this is a prophecy from the Lord. Your money is going to fail. When God gave us that thing about the digital dollar, I had not a clue what a digital dollar was, a digital currency. I called me up a millionaire, Brad Lucas. And he immediately told me about the digital currency, the digital dollar. He said, I've already bought me. See, that's them bitcoins and stuff. But see, what the government has done, they have secretly, because, you know, mm-hmm. thank you, Holy Spirit. You know, the government knows we don't read, right? <laughs> so they put it in a book. And they bury that stuff in those bills, and we do not understand what they have put in there. And see, now they've learned how the world had come up with a, with a digital dollar so, and, and is able to hide things. So because they want to control, they're going to come up with the same system and they're working on it right now as we speak. It will not be long before it will manifest, in, manifest itself. It won't be long. It won't be long. Now, because money going to fail. Well, verse number 16 says, And Joseph says, Give your cattle, and I will give you for your cattle. Then, now he says, If money fails. In the beginning, it says when. Now, you got to remember now, Joseph now has been positioned by the Lord to be right there by the government in order to save God's people. You got to read the whole story. So now he says now, if money faileth, he says now, I'm going to sell you. I'm going to sell you some cattle. All right? Now watch, 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 watch the enemy. Watch the enemy. Because, see, there will and there is, and it will get worse, become a scarcity 
of food. We're going to get over there when we get to the book of Revelation. Okay, we're going to get there. If you think it's rough now, it's going to get rougher. That's why God told us years ago to start putting up. Some of us put up and some of us didn't, right? Can we get amen? (laughs) Amen. And if you're like me, you got too lazy to go to the grocery store and you start going back in your little stash. Can we be real? I did. I did. I ain't going to lie to you. I'm not telling you something I don't know I hadn't already done. Until the Holy Spirit spoke and he said, listen, your value, your dollar going to be devalued. You better get what you need to get right now. I said, okay, Lord. Now, it began to buy. Verse number 17, Genesis chapter number 47. Okay. 17 says, and they brought their cattle unto Joseph. And Joseph gave them what? Bread in exchange for horses. Remember now, they don't have no money because money's failing. He says now, he says, he gave them bread in exchange for horses and for the flocks and for the cattle of the herbs and for the asses. And he fed them with bread for all their cattle for that, that year. That year. Let me tell you something. In a time of scarcity, when there's a lack of, during a time of a famine, those that has food will become powerful. They're powerful. Hmm. If you got what the world needs, then you become empowered. Money failed. But see, they had some other stuff that they could exchange. It's, it's like the, a, a, a barter system. You didn't need money. You, you, you exchanged what you had. If you had okra and I had corn, we made an exchange. That way we had both. So you're going to see this, this bartering system going on. Okay? And, and, since, and since you got it and you can exchange it, you have to be careful that the government don't come to your house. That's why you can't keep your mouth shut. A couple of weeks ago, I heard the Lord say, we will not see a recovery, as man say recovery, until the year 2025. We will not see an improvement. Oh, yeah, the gas is going down. It's a ploy. It's a ploy. You better watch it. It's a ploy. Do I go where the gas cheap? Yes. But you got to watch that because that's a ploy. How is it that the same company on one side of town can have cheap, real cheap gas and the other same business, on the other side of town, their prices is high. And it's coming from the same place. You got to watch the devil. You got to watch the devil because it's going to shoot up. It's going back. Because they're going to get it from somewhere. They're going to get it from making, they make us think that we are winning 
and things are getting better when actuality things are not getting better. They've just learned how to maneuver that thing to fool the people of God or to fool the people totally. Okay? Now, that bottle system, watch, watch this. See, the government wants you to be enslaved to it. Why do you think, you know, one minute... You go get the job, they had prices, oh, you could make nineteen, twenty, $22, $25 an hour. Things started getting rough, all of a sudden they dropped them same jobs down to $13 and $14 an hour. Now, what's wrong up? That's the same place. Same company, but all of a sudden they dropped the price of what they want to pay you. See, all that's deployed. You got to watch it. You got to watch it. Now, what, watch what happens. Remember it says, they did the bartering system, all right, in that first year. Verse number 18 in Genesis chapter number 47. It says when that year was ended, that means when they've gotten all they could get for, out of you and from you, they're going to start on something else. It says when that year was ended, when they selling the livestock, it said they came unto him the second year and said unto him, We will not hide it from our Lord, how that our money is what? Spent. Got no money left. And then watch this. My Lord also hath our herds of cattle. They already got some other stuff from you. Now it says, there, this, the people that's gone to the government, now they're saying, there is not all left in the sight of my Lord, but our bodies and our land. Ain't nothing left but your body. You. And all these folks running around here buying land. Got land. Government coming for it. Coming for it. The Bible says there is nothing new under the sun. That's word. You got some land, toss. In order for you to get some food, they're coming for your land. They're coming for it. Watch the word. Watch the word. Watch the word. They understand now. They said all we got is our bodies and our land. You didn't got everything else. Watch verse number 19. Verse 19 in Genesis 47 says, Wherefore shall we die? Before thine eyes, both we and our land. How your land going to die? Do y'all not know the government has paid off farmers not to produce anything, not to plant a crop? Now, what does that do? It creates the famine. It, it increases it. Makes it worse. So we're going to, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to. Give you said dollars, don't plant nothing this year. And because there's such a small amount, when it comes down to resources, you got a small amount, what happened to the prices? It goes sky high. So you got to learn, you got you got to watch and see what's going really going on. Mm, I heard the Lord say, take your tail out the sand, take your head out the sand. Take it out. Start thinking. Observing, watching. And you got to be careful what kind of date they stamp on some of that food, too. Because it might be, it may mold two days after you get it. 
That means they may have had it for quite some time. And, and let me tell you something else. Be bold enough to take it back. Somebody said, well, I can't take no break. I did it. I bought that bread. Two days later, that stuff was molded. I trucked it right on back down there to the store that I bought it from with the receipt. Listen, this is molded bread. You need to get the rest of it off the shelf is what I told the manager. I said, how many other people have bought that molded bread? They think they got it. They got something when they purchased it. When they get home, it didn't last. See, there's a lot of scheming going on. But God sees it all. God sees it all. He sees it all. Let me hurry along now. Now, verse number 19. No, 19. Finish 19. It says, Wherefore shall we die before thine eyes, both we and our land? He says, now watch what's happening. He says, by us and our land for what? Bread. Y'all see how you doing? You see how you operating it? And then he says this. And we and our ooh, and we and our land will be what? Servants. No, you won't be no servant. You're gonna be a slave to the government. And we and our land will be servants, slaves unto Pharaoh. Pharaoh represents the government because they're getting it all now. And watch this. It says, and give us seed that we may live and not die, that the land be not desolate. Well, let me tell you about that seed. (laughs) When you're dealing with that seed, let me tell you, they're giving you back what's really belonging to you. They're giving you, giving it back to you. It, it really belonged to you. You didn't sell them everything that you had. Now, because you have nothing left except your body and your land, they said, listen, we need seed. In other words, we want to plant a garden now so we can grow our own food. So you got to watch it. You, 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 you got to watch it, okay? Now, let's go to Revelations. I just want to teach this thing because I want people to get it. Let's go to Revelations chapter number 6. Revelation chapter number 6. Revelations chapter number 6. Because things are getting more and more scarce. More and more scarce. When you go to purchase a lot of things... Are not there. Revelations chapter number six. Revelations chapter number six. They want they want you to become enslaved now. They want you to become a slave to the government. Now this is prophecy. This is this is Revelation, the last book of the Bible. As it, it talks about a lot of things, but we're going to talk about the scarcity of food. Okay. Verse number 5 is where we're beginning in Revelations chapter number 6. Verse number 5 says, talking about the seals, it says, And when he had opened the third seal, I heard the beast say, Come and see. And I beheld, and lo, a black horse. And he that sat on him had a pair of balances in his hand. 
balances. Verse 6 says, And I heard a voice in the midst of the four beasts saying, A measure of wheat for a penny. A measure is just a cup, a handful. It says a measure of wheat is for a penny. And then it says, and three measures of barley, three handfuls, for a penny. And then it talks about, see not the oil that you hurt, not the oil and the wine. You see, here we're at hyperinflation. We're in inflation now. That's why they want to try to devalue the dollar. It's heading up and they can't seem to control it. So what they have to do is get rid of the currency that we have on hand, that cash. They got to get rid of that so they can bring down the super hyperinflation. That's the only way it can be brought down. It's the only way. They had to make some changes there. Hmm. Your money... Have you been, do your money, do your money, can you get as much now as you used to with that dollar? Mm-mm. Just think about this. How in the world, or who gave the world the authority to control how much we can eat and not eat, and what we can have and what we cannot have? And that's where it's leading to. If it gets so high, you can't afford it. You're talking about stimulus checks. What was that? Tell me what was that except a drop in the bucket. You're going to have people standing in line to get food. They'll be standing in line to get food. I hear the Lord say, here's wisdom. You better get your stuff and put it up. My son-in-law said something the other day. I know y'all say, you sure do bring up his name a lot. Listen, when wisdom is speaking, I listen. I don't care who it's coming from. If wisdom is speaking, I listen. Now, he said something about we need to net, learn to network. If somebody got this and somebody got that, somebody, we need to learn to network. We need to put, hook it up. But some of us are too selfish to do that. We are. We selfish people. I got this for me and my family. Let me tell you something. Your family will eat you out of your house and home, and then they'll go back and eat at theirs too. What you say, sister? Amen. They'll be in your cupboard, and they got the same teachings that everybody else had and you got, but they didn't want to do nothing with it. They want to go do what they want with their own, and then come to your house and look for your stuff. The devil is a lie. I told y'all that last week. Oh, no. The same Holy Ghost that spoke to me and all of us and all those that's been listening, he's still speaking. 
I've got a sister now, not my personal family, somebody friends that we know. Her family coming to her house won't get stuff. And she didn't told them about the teachings. Now she's got to the point where she got to hide her stuff from her own family. Come on, come on now. But the God's wrath sees it all. He see he he sees it all. He sees it all. Now, let's go to the book of Zechariah. These are the last scriptures. Zechariah. Zechariah. Remember now, go home, read that bill. 14067 that's been signed into law that we didn't know about. 14067. Talking about that digital dollar. And the only way we can get there, we have to become a cashless society. Okay. Zechariah. Last of it. This is the last of it. Zechariah chapter number 6. Zechariah chapter number 6. Hmm. Here's an end time prophecy. We're dealing with the hyperinflation. All right. Verse number one, Zechariah chapter six. Zechariah chapter six, beginning at verse number one. It says, And I turned and lifted up mine eyes and looked, and behold, there came four chariots out from between two mountains. Hmm. That means a dual, two mountains, double. It was double. And the mountains was mountains of brass. That means double judgment. God's wrath is going to be double. And then verse number 2 in Zechariah chapter 6 says this in verse number 2. It says, in the first chariot, was red horses. And in the second chariot, black horses. See, that red, that red horse is symbolic of taking peace will be taken from the earth. We think we got chaos now. You wait a while. Peace is going to be taken from the earth. And then it talks about the black horse, which has to do with the famine. The scarcity of food. And verse number three says, And in the third chariot, white horses. And in the fourth chariot, gristle and bay horses. In other words, when it begins to talk about that, those pale horses, horses, we're talking about the sword, hunger, drought. Wild beasts, all these things is going to be taking place. But there's going to be a release from the Lord. Double judgment. Brass means judgment. Watch verse number five and five and six very carefully. It says, And the angel answered and said unto me, because he asked the question in verse four, Who are these people? He says in verse number five, And the angel answered and said unto me, These are the four spirits of the heavens, which go forth from standing before the Lord of all the earth. Watch verse number six. It says, 
the black horse. Talking about the famine. Okay? Scarcity of food. The black horses which are therein go forth into the north country. And then it says the white the white goeth forth after them, and the gristle go forth toward the south country. Now, let's look at this north country. Talking about this remember now you talk about that black horse, that severe phantom, scarcity of food. In the north country, those north countries, symbolic represents not symbolic represents the United States. I said, What's in the North Country, Lord? The United States, Canada, Russia, Europe. These areas are in the North Country. They are going to get double of the wrath of God, the judgment of God. We might as well get ready for a double portion, thank you, of the wrath of God. Why? Because who is it, and I don't know if any other country does have it, on that money. In God we trust. Do we really trust in God? Or do we trust in mammon that, that Jesus put there in that scripture in Matthew right along with serving two masters? You can't trust your money. You got to trust God. That wrath, that dual, dual judgment of wrath coming from God is going to hit the United States. It's going to hit Canada. All those partners we got. All these partners we're chasing around. You know, when I looked up that word gold, thank you, Holy Spirit, and one of the meanings it had, something that's yellow. And right after that, it said oil. We got problems with oil, don't we? We got problems with gas. You see, you just got to look deep down in there. It's the monetary system. But God is saying, people, listen. They're getting ready to devalue that dollar. They're going to do away with that currency and bring in digital so they can track and control what you have. See, at one point, and we done, at one point, they were trying to pull off where it used to be if, if you deposit like $10,000, they couldn't track your money. The banks didn't have to report it, okay? Now, what they tried to do was if you deposited $600, they want to track your money. If you spent $600, they want to track your money. And see, the thing is now, we got to learn to read. We got to learn to study. Listen, it's more to going to school than the first grade. Sooner or later, you're supposed to be going from grade to grade, right? We spo- at least I hope so, that we do get promoted, Right? <laughs> And you get promoted by studying and passing the grade. That dollar, and I know God when he speaks. 
You get ready. Get ready. As T.D. Jake said, get ready, get ready, get ready. They're going to do away with this currency so we can enter into a cashless society and they can usher in, sneaking in, they're working on it, that digital doll so they can track what you got. And they can control you because your money is going to be failing. Your money will have failed. Hear what the Spirit has to say. Use wisdom. Use wisdom. I had a dream. This is why we're so very careful. I had a dream about 2.15 this morning. I said, good Lord. I dreamt of somebody's church. Church I dreamt. It was, it was shown to me. It was in Gaffney. In fact, it was Bethel. Where people had come in to the church. Taken over. And then they said, you know, the pastor said, well, just go ahead and take it. Just go ahead and take it. Because they was afraid for their life. And next thing I know, right at the end of the dream, I saw men, women, they had shotguns. A lot of them. And that's when I woke up. And when I come in here, I said immediately <laughs> to security, make sure we on, we on point. Because I always bring stuff home before I take it out. Last Wednesday night, a neighboring church of ours, not far from us, had an unexpected visitor, somebody they didn't even know. And I don't understand why it is. I do not understand why it is these large churches do not have security in the church. I don't understand it. I, I, I do not understand it. I don't understand it. I just don't. But they didn't. Someone came in that they did not know. Nobody knew them. And from my understanding, they was telling them to get up under the pews. They never should have been able. I, I say to our security here, somebody come up here acting crazy, shoot first and ask questions later. Because they mean business. They are not going around to all these different churches for no reason. They are not listening to no sermons. They're watching and observing to see what kind of security cameras that you have. And we've got to say we can see them before they come in. And, we, and, the, and the police can see them after they get here. That, but they ain't going to get in here. And they won't come in here. Y'all, we need to be praying because they mean business. They're trying to wipe us out. They mean business. And if all that stuff starts going on, you know what happened? It'd be just like the COVID. Folk be scared to come to church. The devil is a lie. I come to worship my heavenly father. I come to worship him. He is my protector. But he also gives us something else to use. Because God knows people crazy. Amen. Now, let's give God a hand clap of praise. Amen for his word. Amen. 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 We are so thankful and grateful for you.